Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Remy Battery, family-owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee along with Escanaba and Houghton, Michigan. RemyBattery.com. By the Wisconsin Wildlife Federation, WIWF.org. And by the Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association, CastleRock-Petenwell.com. I'm Dan Small. Today we'll get a Lake Michigan fishing report, hear about trail riding opportunities in Florence County, and learn how high water is impacting the Lake Winnebago chain. So stay right there. Well, it's time now for Madison Outdoors, and you hear this feature each and every week on WTSO, the Big 1070, and on our podcast on LakeLink, iHeartRadio, and a host of other platforms that happen to host podcasts. And joining us once again is pro angler Duffy Cup. Well, Duffy, welcome back. It's only been a couple of weeks, but fishing season is open, and uh, I know you avoid opening day, but did you get out on Mother's Day? I did. I paid the price on Saturday and was able to arrange to go out on Sunday. Okay. Jeff Crandall and I went out on Lake Wabisa. We got out there in the morning, and it was, I mean, there were white caps at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It was a little bit ridiculous, but we muddled through. We went, stayed on the east end, so the wind gets broken a little bit, and we were able to work some spots, and you go, and, you know, you use your best judgment, and I was over for 3 in the morning on our best judgment for spots, hmm. and then the wind was picking up even more, so we motored down we bounced down to the south end that shallow is a big shallow flat down there that's where we spent the bulk of the day we found some fish but we did not even see a muskie i don't know the water temperature the highest water temperature we found was uh, 58.4 as time goes on here now we're going to have a lot of warm weather so those surface water temperatures are going to go way up what did you see bass we caught some pike, no bragging pike in there, but uh, they, they kept us busy for a while, and we had some bass action, too. They were both in the, in the same area. There's a lot of uh, very shallow water down there, but only part of it now has decent weeds okay. growing on the bottom, and those are the areas you've got to work if you want to find fish. Uh-huh. I, I've said this before on this show, is that... Uh, the key to success most times on the Madison Lakes is weeds. Yeah, yep, you have. One bass I caught was probably 18. Okay. That was the biggest one, so nothing to brag about, but early in the season, that's pretty good for me because I'm not a real great early season fisherman. What did they hit? I have been doing some work with Patrick Sabeel's company. Yep. I've got some of their baits, and I've been trying those out, and I went, and they're just they're wonderful baits. But it didn't get anything going. They were a little bit bigger. And then I thought, well, I'll downsize. And I went back to uh, J.B. Lord's Pro Laser Plus spinnerbait. And uh, I caught every single fish I caught yesterday on one of those spinnerbaits. Over the years, Patrick's uh, baits have always been well made. I mean, the the company has gone through some changes. And now he has like three different they're not three different companies, but three different areas that he covers, and there's a lot of saltwater stuff in there. Yep. I 
did get a box of some saltwater stuff in there that looks like it's musky appropriate. So over the course of the summer, I'm going to try those too. But quality is always built into Patrick's baits. Have you heard about any of the other lakes? I know some guys around here, some of the, the traditionalists, it's kind of like deer season. But instead of going up to the deer cabin, these guys go out at midnight on Friday night. And, yep. Uh, yep. Some of them were successful. I talked to two guys that uh, didn't do real well, but I, I mean, you got to be in the right place at the right time. Yep. Uh, there were some guys that were trolling out there at midnight and uh, had some success. So, I mean, the guys that are out there were really after it, were not after panfish. They were, they were after walleye. Walleye is the the big attraction usually on opening day. Yeah, and especially if you're going to be fishing at midnight, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I haven't heard of any success, at least with the muskies. I know that Jeff and Steve Reinstra were on Wingra on Saturday, and they had one hit right by the boat, and Steve had on about a 35-incher for <laughs> maybe maybe the count of five, if you're lucky. Yeah, uh, but they they did not get one in the boat either, and they, they said the weeds were way down for this time of year on there. And I'd have to say that uh, Wabisa was kind of the same way in some of the other areas that we hit first that usually have pretty good weeds early in the season. Didn't have hardly any weeds at all. Just you see dark splotches on the, on the bottom because the water is very clear, and all it is is that green slime. Well, now you've got some events coming up. The tournament is uh, Capital City Muskies. Uh, puts on a tournament every every spring, and it's really a fun tournament. Fishing usually is kind of tough. I brag a little bit here. I've won that thing twice, so yeah. some guys see a little bit of a target on my back, but I'm going to get out there and get after it I would. on Saturday and uh, see what we if we can do some damage to the fish population. Yeah, well, good. And then the casting for kids. Tell us about that. A casting for kids, Mark Kosicki is assistant coach for the University of Wisconsin hockey team, and he puts on his casting for kids tournament to raise money for kids with cancer through the American Family Children's Hospital and the Carbone Cancer Center. Okay. And they really have raised a lot of money. I mean, we've got a, a maximum of, I think, 80 boats I think we're going to have on the water Boy, you get a little bit crowded, I think. The other things they have going with this is they have an online auction, and anybody that's interested in looking at what's going on with that, I don't, I don't know if it's probably a little bit too late to actually get out there and fish with us, because uh, just as an example, two guys that are going to be in my boat uh, work for a company that pays uh, pretty good money to have those guys fish with me, and then they have a dinner afterwards and everything. But they have an online auction, and the day of at the uh, Alliant Energy Center, all this is taking place, where the meal is going to be uh, late afternoon into the evening. They're going to have a live auction, too, and a lot of the stuff is, uh, just as an example, uh, hockey jersey from one of the pros that used to play at the University of Wisconsin. Oh. We get a lot of those people there. We get alumni football players. You get a lot of big names that come to this thing, and it really is a good time. It's a day of fishing, obviously. You get a breakfast, you get a lunch, you get a dinner. And we start fishing at 8 and we go till 2 o'clock. And then happy hour starts at 2, funny enough. 2 to 3.30 is the happy hour. And you can catch musky, bass, pike, walleye, crappie, bluegill, and perch and be eligible for prizes. If you're interested in looking up 
go to www.castingforkids.org and then slash register if you want to see what the registration uh, situation is like. It probably give you a little bit more information. So okay. it's going. That's going to be a, a big event this year, and they had to move it. We had it at the Green Lantern last year, and now we're going to be at the Alliant Energy Center. So uh, we're taking a big step up. Yeah, which means you can <clears throat> you got room for more people. Well, yeah, there's going to be a huge dining area, and you get people that don't fish or are not guides and stuff out there and they come anyway because they want to bid on those hockey items or whatever they're auctioning off that day i think the the online bidding on some of that stuff has probably started already yeah. so they they get a lot of stuff donated and they make it just a ton of money all right well folks that website is casting the number four and kids casting number four kids dot org well, Duffy, thanks so much. Uh, good luck um, this uh, Saturday for your muskie tournament. Hope that you can report a third win. Why not? You know, get a hat trick. Well, <laughs> we'll get those competitive juices going again. And we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Okay, Dan. Thanks. You bet. Duffy Cup with the Madison Outdoors Report. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hoopy and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hoopy and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hoopy and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hoopy.com, and all 11 offices of Hoopy and Abraham are open for business. Well, joining me once again from his home in Wisconsin Rapids is Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, uh, turkey season, we are in the fourth week. I've got a permit for this week. How about you? I do not have a permit for this week. Uh, I kind of dragged my feet. Uh, they were available after uh, after the initial sale, and, and uh, looking at my schedule, it's really difficult to fit uh, some time in both this week and next week, but next week I'm going to try at least a little bit, and then uh, the last two periods I'll probably grab a tag and see what i can do I, i'm i'm hoping it's not going to be 90 degrees like it was earlier this week but uh <laughs> uh but that that happens sometimes and uh just doesn't motivate me to hunt real hard you know what i mean Dan? oh i know what you mean it does not 
I don't find it appealing at all. We just go for a couple hours in the morning and then again late in the afternoon. And, of course, you got to dodge thunderstorms this time of year. And there mm-hmm. was a tornado warning for Tuesday night. Um, just, yeah. Can't, we can't seem to get it right here in Wisconsin. <laughs> I mean, we have a little bit of uh, winter and then a day of spring and then into August. I mean, it's, yeah. it's that simple. That's what it feels like, absolutely. <laughs> well, how about Robert? He, he did not get a bird his first season. Um, no, didn't get a bird. Had a you know, great experience. Yep. Um, uh, weren't able to get up and get him out again, um, and I wasn't going to push him real hard. So, but we we may grab another tag for later in the season and see if he wants to. He told me he wants to try again later in the season, so uh, we'll see. I, I think he think I don't think he realizes that uh, the days are going to get earlier and earlier. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was his biggest thing. Dad, do we have to get up so early? Well, if we want to beat the birds off the roost. I'm going to have to get up a little earlier. Well, you know, Dad, I asked me how many birds have you shot in the morning compared to in the afternoon and mm-hmm. i said you know i haven't kept track but it's probably about half and half so mm-hmm. there's really nothing wrong with sleeping in especially on a weekend if you have that luxury but you've got tournaments and stuff sure. and going out you know at 10 a.m or just say well you know i'm going to dedicate the afternoon three to sundown or three until we get tired you know ozzy shot his second bird at five o'clock on the last day of that first season um sure so that, you know, it is doable. It's not the same, uh, but I can count on less than one hand the birds that I've shot at 545 or 615, right. you know. Right. doesn't happen first thing right away of it very yep. often. Sure. No, uh, so we'll, 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 we will, uh, I will at least get out, and, and he may tag along if, if he doesn't have a tag himself. Yeah, well, good. And Morels ought to be popping this week. I've heard some reports from far southern Wisconsin already, and I'm looking to see some oyster mushrooms as well. I'm hoping I actually like those better than morels, so I'm going to have my eyes on the dying trees, and there's plenty of dead ash. There's a few still standing. A lot of them came down. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, uh, just dead ash all over the place, and I see it more in southeast Wisconsin. Uh, southeast Wisconsin has a lot more ash, uh, you know, trees uh, congregated together, but just so many, Dan. It's so sad to see. It is. It is. But that's the way, you know, Nature throws these curveballs at us now and then. So, well, and you've right. got tournaments, right? Yeah, Sturgeon Bay Open Bass Tournament this weekend, and then a Masters Walleye Circuit on Big Stone Lake in Ordonville, Minnesota, next weekend, and um, and then uh, get Memorial Day weekend off, and then every weekend in the month of June, I'm at a tournament. Wow. Okay. Well, Mark LaBarbera and my son John and I went to the Governor's Fishing Opener on Shell Lake uh, this past weekend. And we caught a few small pike and a few bass. Um, we had a great time, though. It was miserable fishing in in that it was sunny and windy mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. sun up on Saturday morning, which is the only day we fished. And it's really a perfect location, though, for this event or any, I would say, a family outing or even you know, a couple guys who want to go fishing. It's a 2,500-acre lake. It's basically a bowl. It's loaded with fish. There's a public launch, a campground, and a park right on Highway 63, right next to each other. Motel and gas station less than a mile down the road. And we had a couple meals in addition to the dinner that they serve you for the governor's opener. 
Uh, we had uh, dinner one night at Ray's Bar and Grill, I think Saturday night, and then I had breakfast at the Shell Lake Lunchbox with, it seems like, half the town celebrating Mother's Day <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> Took a while to get served, but it was worth it. I had a great uh, steak and eggs for, you know, 10 bucks and change. It's hard to find these no, days. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, uh, there are some other features of that uh, event that I will save for some other time. We had a little motor trouble that was my problem, not uh, anything anybody else did, but uh, we got around it thanks to help from friends and a good, strong trolling motor. We did a lot of fishing in the South Bay, which is where all the fish were anyway, we were told. so. Sure, sure. Well, Dan, uh, real quick, uh, we lost a huge member of the Tournament Fishing Society this week. Oh. Uh, Ray Scott, who started oh my Bassmaster. Yeah. Passed away at age 88. And, uh, you know, Bassmaster's, I guess you could say technically competition for the company I work for, uh, the Bass Federation. We're not in competition, but it is two different, uh, two different companies. But Ray Scott and Bassmaster, um, has been the standard for so many years, and he set the standard for conservation within tournaments and things like that. And you know, our prayers go out to his family and 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 friends. Uh, he is he was a stand-up person in the community and in the uh, the fishing world, and he's certainly going to be missed. But his legacy lives on in so many great programs. Absolutely, he was a major force in tournament fishing. He basically created the modern fishing tournament. Yes, he did. Yep. Yes, he did. And, uh, so he will be missed. Absolutely. Well, folks, you can make a difference for the future of hunting, fishing, and healthy habitat by joining the Wisconsin Wildlife Federation, WIWF.org. Add your support to one of the most active and growing grassroots networks right here in Wisconsin. The Wildlife Federation welcomes individuals, businesses, clubs, and alliances who want to do what's right for fish, wildlife, and the people who rely on access to healthy natural resources. Join today at WIWF.org. Well, coming up, Justin Lerke talks about the impact of high water on the Winnebago chain. Leroy Butler comes to Florence County next Saturday. We won't have him on the show, but we'll hear all about it. And we'll kick things off once again with a Lake Michigan fishing report from Dumper Dan Welsh. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps, 
and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Well, it's time for our bi-weekly update on Lake Michigan fishing in the Sheboygan area. It's sponsored by Dumper Dan Sport Fishing, Charters, Condos, and Riverfront Store, located right there on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan and on the web at DumperDan.com. His Facebook page is Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters, and he's updating his uh, fishing reports and lots of uh, photos and lots of activity almost every day on that Facebook page. And we have a second sponsor this week, Craft 30. They're located on Michigan Avenue, uh, 9th in Michigan, and online at Craft, the number 30, pub.com, and on Facebook at Craft 30 Bar. And we'll talk about them and what they offer in just a bit. But joining us from Sheboygan is Captain Dumper Dan Welch. Well, Dan, welcome back. Yeah, thank you, Dan. Uh, glad to be back on board here, get you an updated report here out of the Sheboygan Harbor area. Now, you asked me before we started recording, gosh, has it been two weeks? Yeah, it has. <laughs> You've been busy. <laughs> I know. It's been times flying by here very quickly, and uh, our phone's ringing like crazy, which is great. A lot of guys are getting reservations in, customers and families and whatnot, and um, yeah, it's it's going quick here, and, and like you mentioned in the past, too, we usually do a bi-weekly report, and sometimes we'll throw a, a report in weekly, too, depending on how it's going and how busy you and I both are, but um, summer's coming. It's on the way, and it's coming quick here now that we're uh, well into May. Now, you've been fishing out of Sheboygan, and uh, it's a little slow there, I understand, right now. Is the water still cold? Water's cold, Dan. Um, it's been cold. Air temperatures, obviously. It's just been a cold spring everywhere. Um, from the people I talked to on the phone in the Midwest, all over the region, to Sheboygan. So the water's not warming up that quickly. We are catching some fish. Um, the bait fish are starting to show up, which usually trigger these fish in the feeding uh, more so here uh, down the stretch. But Water temps are right now in the low to mid-40s. I mean, you're looking at 45, 46 degrees on a warm day on water temperatures. So it's still kind of cold. Um, and a lot of guys are booking, you know, making reservations for June, July, August, September, you know, during prime time. But but here in May, it's, it's going to take off pretty quick here. There's there's fish out there to be had. And once the water warms up a little bit here, I, I think it's going to get a lot better. But I understand you've been fishing south of Sheboygan as well. Yeah, we, uh, we ran, you know, a bunch of trips here on the Dumper Dan boats here this last week. We, we had some, uh, families out and some corporate outings and, uh, we got some brown trout. Um, we got some nice kings, couple nice early kings, you know, 12, 13, 14 pounders, not huge ones, but nice ones. And they fight like crazy in the cold water. They're fun to catch and, yeah. uh, good to eat. So, um, we're catching some lake trout too. Um, not big numbers of fish yet, but we did, we did catch some fish for our clients here in this last week. And, uh, then we had a day off and, uh, my son Zach brought it up. He, he said, Dad, why don't we take the Rabalo and let's head south and look for some coho. And I'm like, cause the cohos are not here in Sheboygan as of yet. That's usually a June fishery, late May type thing. 
So George and I and Alex and uh, Zach took our two boats, uh, our Yarcraft and our Abalo two boats, and went to the state line, and we fished uh, for coals for a half a day. And we had a ball. We ended up catching 17 of them on two boats. Um, we had nine on one boat, eight on the other, and they were good size, just eating size coho. They're like five to six pounders, um, fun to catch, good to eat. And we did that for a half a day. And uh, I guess the, the the good part about all that is now I've heard since we've done that, then they're starting to get them in Racine, Kenosha, Milwaukee, and I heard they're starting to get some coho in Port Washington. And what's unique with this fishery on these coho salmon is they migrate from the south end of the lake to the north end more than any other species, and they're fun to follow because they're massive schools of coho salmon, and and uh, they follow the bait fish, and they're chasing alewife like crazy. And as the water warms up and they migrate to the north, all the ports benefit um, on this fishery for the coho salmon. So a lot of fun. Nice. And trailer boats can get into any port uh, they want, really, can't they? Yeah, there's good landings everywhere, kind of check before you go. Um, but like we left at 5 in the morning and we were fishing by 7.30 and we are back home by 2, 3 p.m. But if you're picking out, choosing a port to go to, you know, check on the, obviously the weather conditions first and then also check on the landings and, and where to go and how to get out of each and individual harbor but uh but they're all nice harbors up and down the coast here all the way from winthrop harbor waukegan all the way down to me you know in sheboygan so or up to me in sheboygan um so yeah check it out um yeah follow these cohos they're fun they're they're fun to catch and they're 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 they move they're always on the move and we do get them out of sheboygan here um like i said usually the third week of may end of may and all of june into early july so definitely book some trips with us and you can cash in on these cohos as well but if you have your own boat yeah and you're on a trailer like we did on our smaller boats or our private boats we just head south and, and go look for some fish and, and get out a little bit so yeah take advantage of it while it's there all right now our second sponsor craft 30 they are located at 9th and michigan uh, right there in sheboygan <clears throat> now what can you tell us about them that's a very unique bar. It's, it's definitely a, a destination stop here in Sheboygan that you want to check out, put it on your bucket list. Um, if you're in Sheboygan, you know, on your own or if you're fishing and lodging with us, what have you. Um, it's a micro-brewed brewery. Um, the reason they have the name 30 Craft is they have 30 uh, beers on tap, and it's it's very unique, uh, very, very nice place. Um, they do have entertainment uh, quite a few days a week, um, which is nice. You can walk into a place, have some live music, um, a choice of 30 different beers. Um, they have everything there from regular beer to the beer they brew. And um, in the back room, they have pool tables, they have dartboards, um, they have all sorts of different games in the back room. So it's just a fun stop. It's a great bar, uh, great owners, um, and all these beers that, that you can sample or, or have. I mean, they're very delicious. So check it out, Craft 30, Michigan Avenue, right in the heart of downtown Sheboygan. All right. Gosh, if you uh, decided to spend a whole month, you could do a beer a day and sample them all, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, you could. Absolutely. You could do that. Yeah. And they have, uh, checking their website, they have uh, pizza and beer specials on Monday, free pool on Tuesday, open mic on Thursday, and live music with established bands on Saturday. So, yeah, they know how to entertain, it seems. They do, and it's still a very nice bar, like I mentioned, and uh, they have a Facebook page, too. Check that out, Grab 30 on Facebook. But uh, definitely, you're in town, check it out. It's, it's a nice stop and just a unique 
different style pub and grill, you know, and it just it's worth stopping and checking out and, and trying some of their beer samples and having a good time. So um, check out Craft 30 if you get a chance, and uh, also check us out um, at DumperDan.com. Um, and also, like you mentioned, we're on Facebook all the time with pictures and videos at Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters on Facebook. Uh, but right now, the best way to get your reservation in is call me, Dumper Dan Direct, at 920-377-1147. That's 920-377-1147. Get your reservations in. I'll answer any questions you have. Uh, dates are filling very quickly, Dan. All right. Well, Dan, thanks so much. Uh, good luck fishing. Uh, can't wait for those co-hosts to get to Sheboygan. I'm sure you're eager to uh, see them up there, too. And we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Sounds real good. Thanks, Dan. Have a great day. You bet. Dumper Dan Welch with the Lake Michigan Fishing Report from Sheboygan. His website, DumperDan.com. And on Facebook, Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters. And don't forget Craft30Pub.com. And on Facebook, Craft30Bar. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Listen to More Outdoors Radio online at DanSmallOutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Florence County, Wisconsin invites you to explore thousands of acres of county, state, and national forest lands, plus their wild rivers, ATV and UTV trails, and much more. Details are very uh, clearly laid out there at exploreflorencecounty.com. Joining us now to talk about what's going on in Florence County is Wendy Gelhoff. She's Executive Director of Florence County Economic Development and a regular on the show. Wendy, welcome back. Thanks, Dan. Good to talk to you. Gosh, um, you've got all kinds of things going on this spring, right? Yes, we usually do. There's so much to do up here. 200,000 acres of public land, you, you can't help but find things to do out in the woods. And I understand you've just launched a new partnership with other counties. We welcome them, too, but, you know, we hope everybody focuses on Florence County. But you're you're talking about the ATV and UTV trails, right? Yes, yeah, our season just opened up this past Friday, so we're excited to talk about the 160 miles of wooded trails and routes we've got. They meander through our county forests, state forests, and some national forest areas as well, which is kind of unusual because a lot of the national forest doesn't really allow uh, UTV, ATV trails on them. And you've got a website specially for that. Yeah, so if you're wanting to plan a week on, weekend long trip and want to venture a little farther away than just Florence County, we've got a, a new group. Uh, we received a grant to promote the quadcountytrails.com. It's a website landing page where you can go check out some different itineraries. We've got businesses on there that rent uh, ATVs. We've got uh, a couple tour guide type companies that offer services as well. But the neat thing is, I mean, no one knows exactly where the county borders are, but between Florence, Marinette, Oconto, and Forest County, we've got a thousand miles of trails, interconnecting trails. So you can plan all sorts of different adventures. I know the, the route that I planned, the itinerary I planned that starts in Florence County, winds down through our area and goes by waterfalls. Um, then you can 
take a stop down at St. Hubert's Hunter's Shrine, which is just across the border into Marinette County. Um, there aren't many public bathrooms out in the middle of the woods, but that's one location where there actually is. So nice. that's a great pit stop. Nice. Uh, they've got some interesting history there. and uh, They actually have had outdoor church services there over the years in the fall for the hunters. So there's some benches and there's actually a picnic area. So great little pit stop. And you can meander then through Marinette County over into um, Oconto and then take the Nicolet Trail up through Forest County back into Florence and make a complete weekend out of it. So you can do a loop. You don't have to go out and back on the same trail. Right. That's what we're kind of after with this. And I know Oconto County put a lot of effort into their trail loop as well. So yeah, check that out, quadcountytrails.com. On there, we also highlight two of our businesses that offer services for ATVs. We've got Anderson Trail Adventures. They're a new group that started their business last year. They do guided ATV UTV trips, so you don't have to have your own machine. You actually call them up, you book a time, book a weekend, whenever you want to go, and they have you come up to their house and you hop in the UTV with them and they take you on whatever tour you decide you'd like to do. So that takes a lot of the um, scariness, I guess, out of you know getting lost on the trail. I mean, the trail maps are pretty easy to read, but if you're not familiar with the trails, it's a little harder. So this makes it an opportunity to kind of try it out with them, see if you like ATVing. And if you do, then you can buy your own equipment and head on up yourself. Well, that's great. Yeah, because uh, people who want to try it, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's quite an investment to buy a, a four wheel vehicle and a trailer and uh, and two yeah, of them if you got a family, uh, you know. Right, right, and with the supply chain, you might have a hard time getting them right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, give give the tour guides a chance. Char is wonderful, and her husband, so they give great tours. And then another option, too, we've got a new company, journeynorthrentals.com. They rent ATVs and UTVs now right out of the Florence area. So um, you can give them a call and line up, your, line up your time, and they're right off the trail. So you can get out on a rental equipment trip if you'd like to and give it a try, see if you like it. And, you know, at the cost of gas these days, I took my boat north for opening weekend last weekend, and I filled it up twice I haven't done the math, but I spent at least 150 bucks, maybe 200 on gas just getting up there and back. You could save, oh, sure. save money not trailering and, and rent and, uh, and have all, all the fun with none of the hassle. That's very true. That's, and another way to save money, too, we've got several different campgrounds that are ATV, UTV friendly, which not all counties have that. We've actually got two public ones, the West Bass Lake Campground is on County Forest land. There's a beautiful lake there with a swimming beach, so that's a nice location in uh, kind of the homestead area of Florence County. And then over in Fence, the Morgan Lake Campground, that's actually in the Chiquamaga-Nicolay National Forest, so it's kind of unusual that there's an ATV-friendly campground in the National Forest. And there's some beautiful roads that crisscross that whole Fence Township area through the woods and uh, over the Wild Rivers in a couple different places, so you can take your ATV and hit the the streams and the rivers, uh, do some fishing, or just enjoy the beautiful scenery and, and lack of people. <laughs> it's a great place to go explore if you're trying to get away. Yeah, it certainly is. And I have done that, and, and I know a lot of our listeners are looking for places like that to have fun. And uh, right. you've got lots going on there. And uh, yeah. if you want to have a little fun in town, you've got some events as well. Yeah, and I should mention, too, our 17-acre off-trail ATV park. That's just on the south um, side of Florence, so that's a great place if you want to go play in the mud puddles and up and down the sand dunes. Um, it's kind of unique. It's right off of our main trail, too, and a uh, fun place to just play. And in town, so then you can hit some of our bars and restaurants, and um, we've actually got a couple events coming up um, Saturday, May 21st. 
at Mineshaft Bar and Grill, which is located at Camping in the Clouds, which is another ATV-friendly private campground. Um, they've got Roy Butler coming up from the Green Bay Packers. So hmm. you can meet a Hall of Fame member, right? And uh, yeah. he's raising money. He calls it a take a leap with Butler against bullying. So he raises money um, to fight bullying is his cause. Well, good for him. And then there's uh, live music that night, too. Right. So his event starts at 3 p.m. on Saturday, May 21st, uh, up at Camping in the Clouds. And then the band Third Degree out of Green Bay, Wisconsin, it's a group of young folks that play quite a mixture of types of music, uh, modern and, and older. But they're they're wonderful and, and really enjoy um, pulling in the crowd. That starts at 7 p.m. and runs till 11 p.m. So it's a full day, 3 p.m. till 11 p.m. up at Mineshaft Bar and Grill. They've that got great good. food, and, and I should mention their wood-fired pizza. That's what they're really known for. Ooh, okay, so I can imagine a morning of ATVing and then an afternoon and evening of Leroy Butler and some music and back to the campground, get up in the morning and do it again. There you go, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, this weekend, if folks are in the area the day of this radio show, I guess uh, – We've got an event that raises money for the veterans, Fresh Off the Hog. That's out at Left's Bar and Grill. Um, one of our local culinary experts does um, some smoked meat, some shredded pork, and that's really good. So always enjoy that event at Left's Bar and Grill from noon till 5. Okay, and all of these events and uh, mention are mentioned on your website, and there's information uh, where to go for, um, you know, to, to learn more. But uh, your website, yeah. again, is exploreflorencecounty.com. So that's uh, that's where we'll send people to get the information yeah. they need. Yep. Yeah. Definitely check out. We've got a lodging guide, a restaurant guide, and a recreation guide on there as well. And you can order maps from our visitor center, um, the recreation map. And, of course, the Blue Ox Trail Riders do our ATV and UTV map every year. So you can sign up online to have those mailed to you. Or you can stop into the Visitor Center, which is open on Saturdays from uh, 9 in the morning till 3 in the afternoon. It's at the corner of U.S. Highway 2 and Highway 70. Um, and don't forget to check out the waterfalls while you're up here, because this time of year the water flow is higher, so they are typically quite thunderous, especially Breakwater Falls, which is a 60-foot drop over three tiers. And then the South Falls is 20 feet over one tier. And those are both um, accessible by ATV UTV. Wonderful. Well, Wendy, it sounds like there's plenty to do up there in Florence County this spring and summer, and I hope we send a lot of folks up your way. I hope so, too. Thanks, Dan. We're looking forward to meeting new people. Well, Wendy, I almost let you go, but I understand we're going to have to let you go permanently. You are retiring soon. Yes, I'm retiring at the end of May. Uh, my mother moved up here and wanted to take some time to get her settled and uh, help her with some medical things. So, yeah, after 17 years, I will no longer be the Economic Development Director. I'm definitely going to miss it. It's been a great job and grown it in a lot of different directions, but it's time for my replacement, Stacy Butler, who actually starts tomorrow. She'll be taking over. So I imagine you'll be talking with her in the future, as well as uh, it occurred to me she should have someone come in and talk about mushrooming in June, because that's something fun to do out in the National Forest and, well, any the forest for that matter, and we've got morels and um, the oyster mushrooms, the uh, sulfur shelf, chicken of the woods, um, and several others that I'm not as familiar with, but I've, I'm actually taking a class at the end of the month to learn about. Fantastic. And in southern Wisconsin, mushrooming is already in full swing, but uh, starts a little later up there, right? 
Yes, and especially this year, we're about two weeks behind. Um, even our apple trees, the leaves haven't even leafed out yet. Mm-hmm. Normally, we'd be almost in the bloom season right now. So it's two weeks behind up here. So mushrooms could be as well, although, boy, there's some hot weather coming. It might sprout fast. <laughs> all right. Well, Wendy, thanks again. And my goodness, thank you for all your fantastic reports and all your great hard work bringing people up there to Florence County and putting that place on the map, letting folks know what fun you can have up there. So we'll miss you. And thanks I, for all your yeah. we'll miss I'll miss you too, Dan. Thanks for all your help. You've made this easy and your show is wonderful and you do awesome things yourself. Thank you. Well thank you and we will carry on with Stacy and you enjoy your retirement. Thank you. Folks go to exploreflorencecounty.com to learn more about all these activities and places to visit we've been talking about. Wendy Galhoff is the Executive Director of, of uh, Florence County Economic Development. Once again, their website, exploreflorencecounty.com. I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio, right after this. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the ExploreFlorenceCounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The Wisconsin Wildlife Federation is a group of grassroots conservation organizations and individuals dedicated to the future of fish, wildlife, clean water, and healthy habitat. Their website is WIWF.org. And over the next few weeks, we will be talking with people, and we have been now for a couple months, people from all over Wisconsin who've had experiences with recent severe weather events. And joining us now 
with his feet in the marsh <laughs> near Winchester, Wisconsin, and the southern Winchester, there are two for folks who pay attention to things like that, is Justin Lorkey. He is the District 5 Director of the Wisconsin Wildlife Federation. And Justin, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Dan. Hey, how are things in the marsh today? I, I hear a little breeze, but I thought I heard some frogs there a minute ago. Well, and I'll tell you what, it uh, looks like summer's finally arriving. Um, it's getting warm out here. Uh-huh. Uh, I got probably another 300 trees to go yet. So, What are you planting? Some Norway spruce today. Okay. And what are you trying to accomplish with that? I just put some conifers in there for the deer, mostly some deer bedding, and, and uh, I also have some popple that I have to plant as well, too. So okay. that's what's on the agenda. Now, you say you're in the marsh, but those trees do well in wet in wet soil? I, I thought they had to have their feet dry. Well, and it's, it's more of the uh, banks. Uh, of the tiled and ditched march. So mm-hmm. it's an old agricultural field that has ditches running through it. And so it's got some high ground in there and it's still, uh, fairly well drained. It does get wet, but uh, as long as it's well drained, the trees tend to do pretty well. Okay. And what kind of wildlife do you see there? Well, we got a lot of deer, turkeys, rabbits. We even got a few pheasants. Oh, okay. So we might hear one of those crowing. Yep. You've noticed some changes on water levels, uh, specifically on the Winnebago chain, I understand. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, a number of years, a couple organizations uh, had been trying to improve the aquatic plants uh, out on the upriver lakes. And in doing so, they identified the most critical time was the spring of the year. And so spring of the year is when uh, normally um, – the Winnebago system starts accumulating water by the dams in you know, Menasha. And so over time, they fill that up to our summer navigation levels. But recently, we've been getting a lot of major storms that are coming through in the spring of the year, and, and that's um, driving or making it impossible to have a slow refill. Two years ago, I think uh, ice went out, and uh, the next day we were at summer navigational levels. So it becomes very hard to grow aquatic plants when you're getting the amount of rain that we've been getting uh, early in the year. And how widespread an area are we talking about? Well, the watershed is a pretty big watershed because you got the Fox River, which is long enough, but then also you add the upper wolf watershed. That drains a lot of area, so you don't need rain to hit all parts of the watershed in order for us to, to get a lot of water coming down the system. There's other problems there, too, where you have loss of some of your wetlands up there in the upper watershed, too, that would normally store some of that water and slow release it. Now we get it all at once when it comes down. You mentioned slow release from the upriver areas on the Wolf, and I I know that walleyes spawn in those marshes on the Wolf River, and these are temporary wet areas that typically fill in spring and then drain slowly at the right time. Then the walleye eggs hatch and they resupply the lake all the way down to Winnebago. Has that been impacted? Well, I don't know if it's necessarily been impacted too much. I know um, groups like Walleyes for Tomorrow have spent a lot of money uh, up and down the the Wolf and the Fox River uh, improving the water flow into those marshes. So that's probably been a, a blessing for us. And so it's been able to mitigate, I guess, some challenges that we had. I know even in low water years, it's really impressive the the work they've done up there to be able to withstand that 
by uh, some of the bank cuts and culverts that they've put in there to, to improve the water flow into the marsh. So that thankfully, thankfully we got the resources there then, and the investment to kind of mitigate some of the challenges that we have there. Our biggest challenge right now is just, like I said, when we're doing the spring refill, when we get these torrential rains across the system, it becomes nearly impossible to have a slow refill. And so you get the water all at once, which makes it tough for the aquatic plants to keep up. If you get that slow refill, the plant can stay closer to the surface and allows them to kind of grow as the water level slowly comes up. But, you know, if you get the torrential rains where you get the summer navigational levels in a matter of a few days, it becomes nearly impossible to uh, for those plants to survive. And so what ends up happening then is without those aquatic plants, the nutrient loads that are coming through the water system have to go somewhere. And so then we end up with um, toxic algae uh, in the summer months uh, without those plants. Oh, okay. And and the vegetation doesn't recover then with the high water and suddenly being in summer water level situation. Correct. What ends up happening is you get you know, the water tends to be fairly uh, turbid because of the shallow lakes up there. Mm-hmm. And so they can't get the sunlight they need to continue to grow when the water level is too high too quickly. And so that's the, the big problem that uh, that we're kind of facing. And different groups have pushed a little bit to try to slow down that summer refill a little bit. And, and to do so, you know, last year where we had, uh, I guess, probably average to below average precipitation, the aquatic plants really responded on the upriver lakes. And so we're hopefully that process can continue. And again, we can cut down on some of the, the toxic algae in the later months of the summer by having those aquatic plants in the system. Well, how does it look this spring so far? We've kind of taken a, a big jump up here because we did have some rain early in the season. Now, I haven't looked at the water levels here recently to see, but I'm assuming that they've got kind of back in line. You're also getting some some warmer weather here so as long as the water levels aren't too high we get this warmer weather that should help get those aquatic plants growing but hopefully we didn't have too much damage from the early rain that we had uh in the beginning of the spring but it's kind of a long cycle so we'll kind of have to see how it plays out over the course of the year yet and how long has this new problem been occurring how how many years are we talking well, it all started, you know, a number of years ago when a couple of the stakeholder groups and organizations like the Fox Wolf Watershed Alliance, also the Lake Poygan Sportsman's Club, had noticed that on the refill plan, most years we were probably 15 to 20% high on what was agreed upon in the Lindy plan. And so that's originally where some of this focus came was we were trying to get them to kind of the core to more closely follow the agreed upon plan that was already set up in place. And then through that process, that's where it was probably a number of years ago, they created a water level assessment team. It's just a group of all different stakeholders, whether it's the boating, the navigation, the municipalities that are utilizing the water resource. All the different groups are represented in that stakeholder group, and then they make recommendations to the core to try to get or what they feel like we should be doing to try to balance all of the water needs here in the system. And the Corps is the Army Corps of Engineers, right? Yep. Who who has the ultimate authority on controlling water levels, and and how is that accomplished? The Army Corps uh, has meetings uh, in the spring and the fall, and they kind of go through the public input process. So depending on the year and depending on uh, the challenges, because if you have too much or too little water, it's going to impact different people differently on the system. So 
they try to please everybody, and which is a tough job, so to speak, because everybody's kind of competing for that same resource. But thankfully, all the different stakeholders have kind of rallied behind trying to make some improvements on the system and, you know, everybody kind of coming together to make some sacrifices along the way to kind of improve the system overall. And so that's kind of been the good thing is, is people are talking and, and working together to try to kind of solve the complex challenges that we have here today. So you're optimistic, are you? I am. And I think, you know, part of it is, you know, there, there's a lot of groups that are putting money and resources in to continue to make this system better. And hopefully uh, that will continue in the future. So, If somebody wants to participate or learn more, where can they get information? Really, there's a number of places. You know, they can check out the Wisconsin Wildlife Federation, uh, which is pretty active in, in most of these type of issues. They can also talk to affiliate clubs within the federation or even some of the local uh, conservation groups like um, the Lake Poygan Sportsman's Club. Again, they're very active. Even the um, uh, Tri-County Boat Alliance. Different organizations are all uh, active in this, and, and as a member of the Conservation Conservation Congress, if folks are interested, they can reach out to myself, too, and, and find my contact information on either of those websites. All right. Well, Justin, I'll let you get back to your planting, and thanks so much for that update. It's interesting to learn that uh, you, you've got issues there, but you folks uh, have the resources and the uh, organization, really, to start uh, to continue working with it and try to mitigate any problems. Well, I appreciate the time, Dan, and good luck if you guys get all turkey hunting again. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. Same to you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dan. You bet. Justin Larkey is the director for District 5 of the Wisconsin Wildlife Federation. Their website, where you can learn more about these things and many more topics, is wiwf.org. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the ruffed grouse and American woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN. RGS. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. If your rifle, shotgun, handgun, or muzzleloader needs work this season, call Roger Williams at Northern Magnetic, LLC. A licensed professional gunsmith for over 35 years, Roger can repair, customize, rebarrel, install sights and scope mounts, and more on all firearms, makes, and models. When you need a professional gunsmith, call Roger at 262-339-1798 or visit FixGuns.com. That's 262-339-1798 or FixGuns.com. The Midwest's largest fishing website, lake-link.com, is your online fishing resource. 90% of Lake Link's features are yours to use free of charge. And members get access to Lake Link's online lake map library, lets you get GPS coordinates of any spot on the lake, and export waypoints to your onboard electronics. 
Members also get free outdoor classified ads, discounts, and online store merchandise, and a whole lot more. You can also listen to Outdoors Radio 24-7 on Lake Link. Listen to this week's show, catch any of our past shows, subscribe to our podcast, or even sign up for our weekly e-newsletter so you'll know in advance what's coming up right here. Just type in the keyword radio. See what you've been missing. Log on to lake-link.com today. That's lake-link.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales and Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. And they've got great deals on new and used boats. Check out their website and Facebook page for details. We're also brought to you by Remy Battery, family owned and operated since 1931, serving Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. Let's start something. RemyBattery.com. By the Wisconsin Wildlife Federation, grassroots hunting and angling conservationists dedicated to the future of fish, wildlife, clean water, and healthy habitat, WIWF.org. And by the uh, by the Castle Rock, Pete and Well Lakes Association, 60 square miles of fun on the water, CastleRock-PeteandWell.com. If uh, you uh, want to check out our uh, radio show during the week, take it with you. You can check it out online all the time at uh, lake-link.com. Go to the outdoor radio section and download the show and take us with you. You can find Dan on social media. At Dan Small Outdoors, find me at Hardwater Jeff. I think we've said it before, but it is tick season out there, folks, so uh, you should be wearing uh, clothes that repel the ticks. You can spray your clothes with a permethrin spray. Our friend uh, <clears throat> Brian Anderson of the Tick Terminator um, was on the show, gosh, about a month ago to talk about that. There's a, a little video on the... DATCAP website, the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection, that gives you some advice, too, if you don't already know what to do. Our friends at Ballard's Black Island Resort are offering a two-for-one summer deal. And this is a great opportunity if you want to have an incredible fishing experience on Lake of the Woods. I've been up there a couple times myself, and we caught lots of walleyes, along with smallmouths, northerns, perch, crappies, and even a few muskies. And it could be the trip of a lifetime for a couple, a father-son, father-daughter team, uh, or a bunch of friends. Take advantage of this two-for-one opportunity. It might never come again. For details, visit blackisland.com and be sure to tell them where you heard it, right here on Outdoors Radio, blackisland.com. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. And speaking of Warren, he and the cast of um, several all-stars there from the Washburn area are performing this weekend, Saturday at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday at 3 p.m. at the Washburn Harborview Event Center, and it's free. So check it out. Well, I'm Dan Small, here with Jeff Kelm. Get outside this weekend, and be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. The moose's nose And the heron Is fishing On one cold leg When the loon cries lover In the blue north wind I'll be trolling home My wrist gets a little chilly 
on the gunnel When my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure When the worms go dry In the coffee can, honey 